Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast. We thank you very much for listening. Uh, I am your host, Brad Gebhardt, and this podcast is brought to you by MedTerra CBD. You can go to MedTerraCBD.com right now and enter discount code BIGMXRADIO15 to save 15% off every single one of your orders. Uh, with me on the line, he is an absolute mogul in the sport of motocross. He's a 450 outdoor winner. He's a 125 outdoor winner and uh, just an absolute uh, ambassador for the sport and now represents a lot of the top flight athletes that uh, that you know and love. Goes by the name of Jimmy Button. Jimmy, how's it going? It's good, Brad. How are you, buddy? Hey, not doing too bad, man. Uh, I'm way too familiar with the four walls of my apartment. I need to get out and do something soon. I've been doing maybe some walks around the uh, the, the neighborhood. But other than that, basically staying put, all thanks to uh, a case of corona that I don't have. Uh, well, I have one in my fridge, but not otherwise uh, no, no corona in this apartment. Uh, how are things by you? Yeah, we're good. Uh, you know, obviously, I'm, I'm down in Arizona, which, uh, you know, fortunately has not been uh overly affected i would say as it, as it stands right now uh you know i think there's been 27 documented cases here in arizona which is uh which is low compared to our neighboring state of california which has been hit pretty hard um but with the you know with the flux of international travel that goes through uh la orange county san francisco you kind of anticipate that happening so I mean, where we're at, we're, we're pretty good. Obviously, um, you know, it's a little bit different for me. You know, the, uh, you know, our, our kiddos are now home 24 hours a day, which makes things a little bit interesting. But, uh, beyond that, I mean, you know, I'm healthy and my family's healthy. And, and in the end, that's, uh, you know, that's really all that matters. And so, you know, we're kind of locked down getting through, uh, getting through this. And hopefully we'll be able to uh, see the light in the tunnel here pretty soon. Absolutely, there uh, there is a light at the end of the tunnel, and I'll be albeit a faint one off in the distance right now. But like you said, we will get through this. Uh, and in the meantime, we can collect some uh, some content. Uh, certainly, uh, maybe in the in the weeks that come, maybe I need to have you on this, this uh, show to really do like a deep dive on some of those great stories that you have from uh, the the various parts of your career. Of course, for those who don't know, uh, Jimmy was uh, one of the most prolific and highly touted amateur racers to ever come out, and that is just the tip of the iceberg as far as uh, some of the things that we can talk about going back. So maybe uh, with some extra time uh, to do that, we might uh, just call you up again. But that's not the reason why we're calling you right now. We're calling you this evening for all reasons, Road to Recovery and of course, and uh, the unfortunate circumstance and uh, the, um, uh, the, the efforts to, uh, to have some aid go to a, a downrider in need. Uh, the 104 in your program, reminiscent of uh, one Shea Bentley back in the day, who also in- injured some injuries, but now it's Brian Moreau. Tell me about it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think anybody involved in uh, in the motorsports world obviously knows what happened to Brian at Tampa uh, during the first, uh, you know, first free practice. You know, I mean, unfortunately, you know, the kid is, you know, on lap two of his, uh, supercross career. Um, and from what I've heard, you know, maybe the, the face of the takeoff was a little bit slippery. You know, he got, it got a lot of rear wheel spin, ended up going over the bars. You know, and, and you do it a million times, right? I mean, we, we've all, all of us that have ridden dirt bikes, I mean, we've all crashed, we've all gone over the bars and he'd get okay. up and he kind of go, damn it or whatever, you know, and unfortunately the way that he landed, um, you know, he ended up fracturing, I believe it was C7, C6, C7, um, you know, and 
Uh, I don't believe, I've not seen the scans, uh, and I've not seen the, the actual uh, doctor's report myself, but I don't believe he actually has, like, uh, visible damage to the spinal cord. And, again, that, that's just my belief. There's no, don't anybody, you know, hold me to the coals on this. I, I just, I believe that's what my understanding is. Uh, which, you know, fortunately that, that gives him an opportunity that he might be able to have a good recovery uh, or any recovery at all for that matter. I mean, you, you kind of never know with these spinal cord injuries, uh, you know, what's going to happen. Like the injury that I have, like you can still see it on my MRI. It looks like you took a Sharpie and just put a dot right on my cord, and that's where my injury is. And so it's, it's you know, it's very visible, um, whereas... You know, the injury that he has, obviously, you know, he is, uh, his arms are working, which is great. I mean, that's, uh, that's kind of one step that you got to get through. Um, just his legs aren't working. And so um, I've not spoke to Brian. Uh, he's back home in, in France. I've not spoken to him, so I, I don't know how the, reco- the day-by-day recovery is going, per se. But, um, you know, it's just really unfortunate the kid is, uh, or uh, he still is, right? Because it's not like he, we're talking about him in the past tense, but, you know, he is super talented uh, rider. I was really, I was really looking forward to, um, to watching him race this year. And it was funny. I was, I, I didn't go to Tampa and I was home. And I was just, I was actually on the golf course with my son and I was, I kept jumping into, uh, to, you know, live timing app. On Saturday, and I noticed that he, he, you know, I never saw him come around in the free practice. And in the two time practices, you know, there was just no time next to his name. I, I didn't bother calling anybody or something. I thought, oh, well, you know, maybe he's got a transponder issue or something going on like that. And I didn't hear about it for a few hours. But, um, you know, it's just really unfortunate. I was really looking forward to watching him because, again, just a super talent, really, really good, talented kid, obviously. Um, you know, with me representing uh, Dylan, you know, I, I'm obviously pretty well aware of all the good French kids uh, that are, you know, obviously coming this way or looking to come to America. And uh, yeah, man, just unfortunate. You know, 18 years old. You know, he's not he's not been able to experience anything in life yet, and um, for this to happen so early, is just it's just terrible. So, from the road recovery standpoint, obviously, um, you know, we're raising money, raising awareness uh, for him, for his cause. And, uh, you know, we're going to try to do everything we can to give him, you know, as much as we can give him so that he can get the, you know, the necessary rehabilitation that he'll need to hopefully make it uh, as good of a uh, recovery as he possibly can. Absolutely. And you guys have been instrumental in a lot of these uh, instances a lot. And unfortunately, over the years, there's no shortage of these types of injuries, especially spinal cord injuries. I'm sure something yeah. that lands really close to home with you. Of course, you 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 live uh, with that injury uh, to this day. Um, like, like just if you could sort of like into the thought process um, and the the realization of that injury, and uh, sort of like uh, what comes to mind when when you hear an athlete like this, and then certainly a scenario like this where. Uh, literally like barely got going uh as far as an american supercross career for brian that uh for now is in 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 big time question uh what what would be going through the mind of a young athlete that um that sort of career gets taken away from you so instantly 
Yeah, I mean, you know, it's kind of interesting. I remember, you know, when I got hurt, you know, my first thing was, man, you know, I, I got to get healed. You know, I got a race in Phoenix the next weekend because that was the next round of the race. Yep. And then San Diego. You know, and you're like, oh, man, you know, am I going to make it back before the end of Supercross? And it's like, okay, well, I got to make it for the start of outdoors. Like, you actually psychotically uh, <laughs> go through these thoughts, you know, before, and, and obviously you're, you know, obviously you're not thinking correctly. You're still in a state of shock for a bit of time. But, you know, you're 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 still thinking about, you know, got to get better. I got to get, you know, I got to get back. I got to do this. I got to do that. Because, you know, as a motocross rider, we all have injuries and we're all, you know, in one way, shape or another, you know, we're always coming back from something, right? And so, you know, I think that that's probably, I, I'm sure he's still kind of going through that, you know, and then at the same time, I mean, it's it's a, you know, it's a to say it's a roller coaster of emotions. The first few months is the biggest understatement ever because, you know, you're thinking about where you want to be, what you want to be doing, and then at the same time, you're also like going through. Uh, I don't think he was knocked out, and neither was I. So you know, you go through the sequence of events, kind of leading up to what happened. You know, why did I do this? I could have done that. I should have did this. You know, so you're running through this, just like I mean. It's, you know, it's, it's on, uh, you know, repeat, repeat, repeat over and over and over again. So there's just a, just a, a cascade of emotions that you're going through and, you know, and data that you're analyzing in your head, just thinking, you know, why did this happen? You know, then you, you know, you also go into the, the little bit of a pity party. Uh, why me? Why me? You know, what did I do wrong? That type of thing. And, so you kind of got to run through the gamut of all those uh, emotions and feelings and whatnot before you can really start to focus on what it is that you got to, you know, the task at hand. And the task at hand is to always get better. And, uh, you know, his task, obviously, right now is to put one foot in front of the other, stand up and, and be able to walk himself around and take care of himself and, you know, be uh, try to get back to where he was. Absolutely. No, I can't even imagine the, the emotions that wash over you immediately. Like you said, we've all hit the ground. I've had some unbelievable wrecks over the years, times where, um, to be honest, like it, I'm super lucky to walk away uh, under my own steam uh, or at all. Um, and um, the, the first thing that comes to mind is that if you had a situation like that, it would just be like an immediate state of panic in the, in the fact that Normally, when that sort of something happens, you, you're able to pop back up. And we see it all the time where guys like go ass over tea kettle and the first thing they do is run back to the motorcycle. Um, but of course, in this, in this instance, uh, basically the first thought that crosses your mind is, I can't feel my legs. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just, I can't, I yeah. can't even imagine. Um, yeah, but, I mean, it's, uh, it, it's a, it's a horrible feeling because it happens instantly, right? And you're laying there and you're always your normal instinct is to push yourself up and jump up. And, you know, you are mentally doing that and your body's not reacting to it. And it's like a big, it's a big giant, like shock to your system. Like, oh my God, like it actually happened. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, man, there's, like, a, there's oh, no. No other, like a, yeah, there's just, there's, there's no other feeling like it. That's for sure. Fair enough. Well, when when that feeling washes over somebody, uh, road to recovery has always uh, since you've uh, you started it um, been there to support and, and raise money and uh, and bring aid to uh, to individuals that hurt that, that have been hurt in the past. Um, 
What, uh, like, obviously you guys have already uh, put boots on the ground in this particular situation, yeah. but what are you guys doing right now? Yeah, so we got a we got an auction that's going uh, that's going on right now. It's running until the twenty fifth of the month, um, and uh, you know you can head over to uh, uh, to roadtorecovery dot com, and you know you can uh, you can find out all the details. You can uh, uh, you know there's links to the um, uh, to the various things that we're auctioning off. Uh, you know, we've been, we've been pretty, uh, pretty blessed to have a bunch of the guys over in Europe that Brian's grown up with and raced with, uh, send over jerseys and pants, uh, autograph from, uh, from the first GP over in the UK. Uh, obviously with everything getting shut down like it has, you know, it's been pretty great to get all that stuff at the beginning of their season. Um, and then we, obviously we got a bunch of U.S. Supercross guys and motocross guys that donated stuff for the auction. So, that's all up there. You can uh, you can bid on it. You know it's all tax deductible. And uh, if you got some a few bucks that you want to uh, help a kid out that you know never really got a, a chance to get going, um, you know jump on there and do what you can do for sure. Fair enough. Like, uh, is there ever an opportunity when you uh, like? Sometimes you guys get brand new stuff. Times sometimes you guys get some uh, pretty pretty rare stuff from motocross history. Is does uh, do you ever uh, comb through that stuff and be like, oh, maybe I want to bid that up a little bit, or maybe even have a few? No, I mean it's funny. Like, I've actually, I've actually, because I, I, you know, obviously you can imagine over the years I've come to amass a, a pretty decent collection of of, of rider stuff. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, friends of mine, you know, I give you an example. Like when Ricky went 24 and 0 at the, the very first time, like I have his jersey and pants from that weekend. Um, no way. you know, cause we, That's cool. yeah, we'd kind of made, yeah, we'd kind of made a bet. I think it was maybe Red Butter going to do it. I said, you know, you might actually do this. Oh man, there's no way. There's, you know, there's too many things that can go wrong. I said, well, I go, if you do, like, I, I just, I want your set of gear from the weekend. When you, if you go 24 and 0, he's like, sure, man. But, you know, he's like, no problem. Yeah. It's never going to happen. So no big deal. And sure enough, like, the, you know, going to hell and I, I went over to him after second moto. I go, you owe me something. You know, and two minutes later, I had uh, his jersey and pants and a plastic bag and it's hanging up in my, in my closet in my office. That's cool. So has the mud, it still has the mud on it from, uh, uh, from going to hell. And, you know, and the funny thing is, it's, it's Honda stuff. It's, it's one of the only times that he ran with number one. That's right. That was at the end of 04. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, because 04 I, I, is the, the only time that so he long won. Out. It's so long yeah. yeah, it's so long ago. I don't even remember what year it was. But, uh, the yeah, only time cool. he ran one for, for Honda is 04, Glenn Helen. Yeah. 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 So and sometimes I, I donate the stuff that I – obviously I'm not donating that, that out for the rookies, but – you know, I've donated a lot of stuff that I have over the years just to help these guys out because I mean, in the end, like if I framed up every set of gear that I have, I wouldn't have any room in my house. So, um, yeah, there's uh, and everyone's been really cool. Obviously, you know, a lot of people didn't know Brian because he was obviously he was from France. He was a young kid. He was a rookie. Um, but I think everybody knew of his talent and and also uh, uh, just how horrible the situation that this is is in sure was been pretty generous with uh with um you know supplying us with you know autograph gear and autograph uh, i think the yamaha guys both uh jb and ap they uh, uh they autographed their uh um, their full plastics from their bike 
So there's uh, yeah, nice. just some really just some yeah, just some cool stuff on there for for people to get some you know some awesome you know somewhat one of a kind memorabilia uh, from motocross. Absolutely. Fans would totally be jumping on that. In the wake of this whole scenario, I think there's a lot of people who are very tentative and they're sort of uh, tiptoeing their way into a lot of financial stuff like that uh, with big expenditures. But I do hope that people um, uh, like act with their hearts, be generous about this, uh, bid those jerseys up and, and own a piece of history. Uh, and there's almost be like an extra a story uh, along with it. It's just like the, the time in which uh, this is all going on, and uh, and all of it goes towards uh, um, to, towards Brian um, making making as as much of a recovery, if any, that he can make. Um, and like you said, it's it's tax, tax deductible and something you can have on your wall and a conversation piece that you can enjoy for uh, as long as you have it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's uh, it's cool stuff. So. Um... Yeah, I mean anybody can do anything. You know, it's it's uh, you know it's all appreciated. That's for sure. Absolutely. So, uh, um, like obviously, you guys always have a ton of uh, athletes that you're working with right now with uh, the road to recovery. Uh, there's been a number of athletes through the years that have unfortunately had to come come to you guys more than once. Um, what are some of the like the best success stories that you can you think that you have uh, come across? over the years with Road to Recovery and, and just some of all the amazing work that you guys have done? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, uh, from a from a recovery standpoint, you know, um, you, you look at guys like uh, like the BMX rider, uh, uh, God, uh, his name so, what, he had a brain injury, correct? No, so like oh. Sam Weldy, you know, he yeah. he had a pretty good recovery. Um, Scotty Cramner actually had a really amazing recovery. You know, he had both a spinal cord injury and a brain injury, um, and he he's had just a, an absolutely unbelievable, amazing recovery. Um, who else has had a really really good recovery? Magical, yep. Magical's had a pretty good recovery from being I gotta talk to him completely over the paralyzed. That that guy is a story. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's he's a super unique individual. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, he's the guy gets a, paralyzed a really good... and he can still wheelie a motorcycle better than I can. Yeah, I mean it's 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 nuts, right? From what he went <laughs> through and how bad he was, he he started recovering so quickly in the hospital it was unbelievable. Um, and you just, you, you know, that's the thing about spinal cord injuries, right? Like you really never see, um, you really never, you, you really never know what's going to happen, right? Because things can just go really quickly or slowly or whatever that may be. Um, so you, you never really want to put, uh, you know, like parameters around, uh, around anybody because you just don't know, uh, you really just don't know how far things are going to go. So, um. Yeah, I mean, there's been some great stories. I really hope that Brian uh, ends up becoming another one of these, you know, just kind of miraculous uh, stories. But yeah, I mean, over the years, you know, you see so many, uh, you see so many people that uh, you know that at one point, you know, you're kind of socializing in the pits with, you know, in the next moment, you're uh, you're trying to raise money for them to uh, to get better. Um, but, 
yeah, I mean, man, it's uh, it's pretty gratifying, I would say, to to be able to help people out the way that we have. But at the same time, you're like, man, I wish, I wish we the youth for the uh, yeah, man, I wish, I wish there was no need for our foundation. I really, I really do. I wish there was, you know, that we had the ability from a medical standpoint to uh, to fix these injuries and um, you know. To, to just you know make it all go away. I mean that's you know, that's wishful thinking. That's not reality at this point. No, not at all. And, and uh, especially as uh, athletes continue to push the limits of uh, of man and machine, uh, week in week out. Um, I know with the current situation right now, I know that there's a lot of people thinking twice whether or not they want to go uh, throw a leg over the dirt over a dirt bike. Uh, given the fact that it could end up uh, with you in a hospital uh, along with the uh, the virus that's plaguing this entire world. Um, but yeah, I do, I do expect us to get, uh, back to, uh, a state of normalcy in the not so distant future, uh, whatever that happens to look like. Um, and, and for now, like, uh, just sort of circling back to, to your riders, um, it looks like, uh, Dylan Ferrandis is a, is a back-to-back champion as like, as far, like, I'm going to be talking about this on a podcast in about five minutes from now. In my opinion, you can disagree with me or not. I think Supercross is over and points will continue as they are right now, which means uh, Dylan Ferrandis is a two-time uh, Supercross champion and uh, should be uh, pretty happy with that, uh, heading off to the 450 class next year. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, I, I've been I've been in constant contact with, uh, with everybody on all this stuff. I mean, there's still, there's still, you know, uh, I guess a hope and a prayer that they're going to somehow finish out the Supercross series in one uh, in one fashion or another. Uh, there's been a couple things that have been thrown out as suggestions that are just completely crazy. You know, like running the Supercross series in in November and December is is quite frankly impossible. Um, you know, and so I think some of the things are actually just going to die off themselves. And, uh, I think I actually do. I mean, I, I would, you know, I would agree with you that I think the Supercross series is is finished. Um, yeah, it sucks that it has the potential to end the way that it potentially could end. Uh, you know, as it relates to uh, to Dylan, you know, I I certainly would be happy with him being back to back champion. Um, I, I would have loved for him to win another four races or so and, and really put a stamp on it. But, uh, you know, he's won, he's won half of the race. He's won three out of six, which is good. And, uh, yeah, I mean, so that kind of is what that is. And, you know, he is going to go off to the 450 class next year. Um, hopefully we're going to have all that wrapped up. You know, um, the, the original plan was to have all that done by the end of March. That's probably not a reality right now, given that everything is on a big giant pause globally. But, um, yeah, he'll be moved to the 450 class. Hopefully we do have an outdoor series of, of some nature, and that uh, hopefully he can win that, albeit I, I think that'll probably be an abbreviated series as well. But it'd be nice for him to uh, you know walk into the 450 class with two Supercross titles and an outdoor championship. Uh, you know, kind of carry that momentum into, you know, what'll be an interesting 21 given what we're going through in, in 20. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting times. And, you know, like I said, we will get through all this. It's just, uh, you know, it's just going to be a bit, uh, you know, kind of uneasy for the next, uh, 
for the next few months, that's for sure. Fair enough. Um, last two things I have for you. Um, where can people find more information on the auction to support uh, all things um, Road to Recovery, but specifically for Brian? Yeah, yeah, you can you can go to road the number two recovery dot com, and you can you can do a bunch of things, there, right? So you can really educate yourself on what the uh, what the foundation is about. Uh, you can see you know how much we've raised for different athletes uh, and what the money is used for. You know, if there's any questions about the transparency of the foundation, you can even pull up our uh, our, our taxes on the. Uh, uh, on the website, you know, we're fully transparent on what we do with all the money. And, you know, most of the people that are, uh, that are working for the foundation are, are, uh, doing it on a, uh, volunteer basis. We have a couple of employees. Um, I'm certainly not one. I'm just the, uh, I'm just the president. So I, I donate all my time. But yeah, you can go in there and you can, there's links to, uh, the auctions and whatnot. And you can, uh, yeah, you can go in there and learn about it. If you, you know, like I said, if you want to bid on an auction item, that's awesome. If you want to give three dollars uh, to your PayPal account or whatnot to one of the one of the athletes that's injured, you know, it, it's all, uh, it, it, it's all, you know, we're happy for any of it. That's for sure. Awesome, my friend. I certainly want to going to do that uh, before the day is out. Last question I have for you. Lately, I can't get enough. Uh, all of David Villeman's posts. He built up his two, a 2000, I think it was a 2003 or 2004. I think it was a steel framed, uh, YZ250. Looks just like his, uh, 9, 934, um, YZ250 that he raced, uh, in that era. He's also doing the 125. He's in the middle of that build right now. Of any. Yeah, that, that of, thing was looking pretty good this morning. Oh, it's looking sweet. He, he, like, DV just does, like, when DV dives into something, he likes to pretend he doesn't care about stuff, but then, like, he just, like. Yeah, he, he, he cares. Trust yeah, me. no, he's Mr. Details oriented, dots his eyes, crosses his T's, the whole nine yards, and, uh, he's doing an amazing job with that. Uh, what bike from your career would you like to see, uh, rebuilt? Uh, or like you'd like to like kind of you'd find and like bring it right back to how you would have had it back in the day. I wish uh, there's a couple of bikes I would really like to have. Like I, I have Honda. my uh, yeah, I'd like to have my I'd like to have my HRC bike from Europe. Um, yeah. I'd also like to have my so I had a one so I was racing one twenty five Grand Prix over there. Yeah. So obviously my my one twenty five was pretty trick. But then I also had a, I also had an RC250 for when I did Supercross races and I did like the Saparetti Fast Cross, which is right. like an outdoor Supercross race. So I had a full works, um, I had a full works 250, and that bike was unbelievable. The the power, the suspension, I mean, that bike was pretty amazing. So I'd like to have both my bikes from '95, and I'd probably really like to have my. Uh, Probably like to have my '94 uh, RM125 from Supercross, and nice. I like to have my RM250 I had for outdoors. We had some pretty trick stuff on that bike at the time. Um, we were running titanium cone pipes and Oof. some pretty weird stuff from Japan, which was pretty cool. So I'd like oh, to have yeah. both those bikes. Um, but yeah, there's there's some cool bikes along the way that you'd like to have. 
somehow if I ever get enough money and uh, I become a really good thief, I'd like to steal the I'd like to steal Lachine's eighty six or eighty five one twenty five HRC bike that mm-hmm. Honda has. That's just that's still just the trickiest motorcycle I've ever seen in my life. Absolutely, and you you were a you were a Honda guy growing up, like within that system at yeah. the time. So that like that is yeah. that is a a piece of history right there. You might have to go like full Mission Impossible to get your hands on that, and then it would never see the light of day uh, ever again. Yeah. Um, but that's way too cool, and that, and that just made me think of like. Uh, about 10 different stories that I want you to tell. So we have to do another one yeah. of these. I know you're going to have the yeah, time, no so I'm just going to call you up randomly. But, uh, yeah. yeah. All good. Awesome, yeah, we'll man. be around for the next, uh, we'll be around for the next uh, one to three months. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I definitely, uh, we'll, we'll take advantage of that, give you a shout, and we'll have some radio gold for the people who are hunkered down in their houses uh, doing nothing else but listening to the Big MX Radio Podcast. I really hope that everyone does exactly what we, we'd sort of, uh, the, the sort of the call to action uh, that this podcast was directed towards, which is to have people um, know about and uh, and and donate and bid up uh, some of those jerseys and the, the pants and all the other items that are available through the auction on road to recovery. Um, Jimmy, it's a pleasure to always have you on the show and chat, chit chat, my friend. I really appreciate you making some time for me tonight. No worries. No problem, man. And, uh, take care of everybody out there. Absolutely. You as well. Um, yeah, like stay safe, uh, practice all of the, uh, procedures, uh, that we're, we're being prescribed right now. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll chat again soon. Sounds good. Take care.